Welcome to the Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm Shane Borker. I would love to welcome Jordan Erskine, an Inc. 500 entrepreneur and the co-founder of Dynamic Blending, once again to talk about his entrepreneurial journey. For our listeners who are joining us for the first time, here's a quick recap. On previous episodes, Jordan discussed how to disrupt a traditional industry the right way and the importance of a solid value proposition. Today, let's have him walk us through his journey of building two successful eight-figure businesses. So let's talk about, I want to talk about Jordan, the entrepreneur here, because rumor has it that you've you might have sold a few businesses last time I checked. I mean, it looks like maybe potentially two successful eight-figure businesses at the age of 37. So that's, yeah, I would. Uh, one, yeah, yeah. One, one officially, um, two possibly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so uh, one thing about me is, is we kind of incubate brands. We joint venture with brands. We start brands, you know, so dynamic yeah. blending was just kind of the first, you know, thing that has opened many, many doors, you know, we have another company called NarcX that, that, um, you know, that we own a majority stake in that's a solution that we develop that destroys opioids and medication on site, and within minutes, and it's all biodegradable, safe for the environment, and why that's a big deal is because, you know, many states and hospitals and police agencies stockpile drugs, and that's, a big, big contributor to the opioid crisis is because everybody's getting into those stockpiles because they're not being destroyed. It's too expensive or states don't have incinerators. Anyway, um, so that's one company. We're actually launching a, a crowdfund campaign here on Start Engine within the next, you know, um, 30 to 60 days here. So that's just one company. We have an angel investment firm that, that, that we own and operate as well. Um, we just started kind of like a mini crypto mining company <laughs> and so we're into a lot of things you know and and we've got a lot of our network keeps growing and so you know when opportunities arise we we kind of all talk about it as a group and and you know if, it, if it's a fit we we attack it so it I just kind that. of grows stressful because my i love it more full <laughs> yeah you're you you you've got you're crazy you're like me you're, you're like one of those great like because my wife I remember when we first got together she's like so how do you have any business? Like I'll talk to people. Like if I do an interview for something and they'll say, I'll tell them, you know, Hey, this is what I do. And then I'm, Oh yeah, I forgot. I also, I teach at UCLA. And they're like, you forgot that you teach at UCLA. And I'm like, yeah, I, I do a lot of stuff. And they're like, that was like something you're like, Oh, is something I'm supposed to do this week? I was, oh, I was supposed to teach the youth of America. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I forget. And they're like, that's like, like, how do you do that? And obviously, you know, I, I know being an entrepreneur, it's not easy. In the beginning it was, me working way too many hours and probably trying to manage too many different businesses and not being too successful at it, not doing too bad, but not crushing it by any means. But and this is yeah. less about me and more about you. I mean, the idea that you're a little bit of a crazy entrepreneur like me, I appreciate. That was one of the reasons we reached out to you about doing an interview because we appreciate that. But yeah. like, where did, like, when did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Like, I mean, when, at what point you were saying, hey, listen, like I'm seeing what these guys are doing and this is great, but I think I can do it better. Yeah, I think it was probably around the, the 2015 mark, you know, when, uh, you know, I just, again, I, I just was hitting a dead end in my career. And, and you know, up until that point, it was funny because I never, ever thought about being an entrepreneur. It always scared me or I always had doubts or I just never thought like, oh, I could be good at starting a business or running a business, right? Um, but it's funny what life does when it kind of like forces you into these like situations where you're like, okay, and and you just have to jump full steam into it, you know, and to be honest, it's hard. I, I remember, you know, I've never really shared this with anybody. It's a little personal, but I remember the day that 
you know, I came home my last day working in corporate, you know, the, the corporate world, cushy job, yeah. big title, you know, lots of employees, lots of seniority, all that stuff. And it was a fun, fun company and lots of cool people. But I remember the day I came home and that's when it hits you. Like you're on your own, you know, yeah. like this, you're on your own. You, you don't want to go back. So, and I remember just crying and crying to my wife, but it, it was just a hard day. But from that day forward, it's just like, you have to be committed and you have to believe in yourself. You have to know what you can do and, and have thick skin. And so, yeah, it was probably around 2015 that, that I've even thought about it. Yeah. It's, I, I Sometimes pulling off that bandaid can be hard. I have um, clients that I consult, obviously, but it's funny when they start on their own, I'm like, listen, I'm not saying don't be an entrepreneur, not go do this on your own, but just know that having that cushy job sometimes and having your medical insurance and having your always being paid on time and, you know, all this kind of yeah. stuff, like there was some value to that. Not saying don't be an entrepreneur because I'm the crazy right. entrepreneur, but there's some stability there. You know, I have a, a, a client of mine that's yep. a doctor and he wanted to, he started his own company and he's worked at mm -hmm. obviously a lot of the local hospitals and does a lot of speaking events and stuff. And he jumped off on his own and he's like, I didn't realize how expensive it was because before the hospital would pay for new software or pay right. for this or a new yeah. laptop or whatever. And he's like, I'm, you know, I'm looking at my burn rate. I just started, I'm at, you know, 10 grand a month off just the, the, the stuff that I want that everybody else was paying for. And I said, yeah, you gotta be a little careful there. So, yeah. you know, we had to scale back a few things, not that he couldn't afford that, but it's like, how quickly do you have to sign a contract, you know, in the next whatever month or two with that kind of a burn rate, knowing that his wife wasn't working and blah, blah, blah. So anyways, yeah, yeah it, it is. You definitely have to look at that. It's, it is, but I will also tell you, it's also some of the most rewarding times as well, because, you know, as you're now you're doing crypto businesses, right. you're doing, I mean, there's all kinds of opportunity right. that's come your way because right. of the success that you've had. And I have to tell you in a short amount of time, my friend, I mean, 2015, that's not, that was not too long ago. That was not right. And so I, you know, I, I love the fact that you've the, the hustle and, and how hard you've worked and to be able to get to where you're at today. So what yeah. are you like, what are some of the biggest challenges that you had as becoming an entrepreneur? I mean, obviously, you know, first you start off financially, but like, what were some of the things that you said, man, I, this was something I didn't see coming or this was like what you always hear and oh yeah. man, it came and it slapped me in the face. Well, I think, I think, uh, you know, the type of business that I was starting from scratch was it's pretty challenging, right? I think it's among the more challenging, right? Manufacturing, you got lots of overhead, you need equipment, like kind of like the restaurant industry. Like we had to figure out how to buy all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but what's tricky is, is also, you know, just figuring out how to do it all yourself and then trusting who you want to bring on to help. Right. Cause sometimes, yeah. you know, the way we did it is, you know, I've got a pretty good network of people and um, I, I, had a few key individuals from my, you know, past, you know, work experience, colleagues, things like that, that, you know, I offered small equity stakes in exchange for, Hey, you helped me build out this department. Hey, you helped me build out this department. And for a long time, they didn't take salaries and that really helped. Right. We didn't have yeah. to bring in VC money because we didn't need all these expensive salaries and I'm bootstrapping, you know, working nights and weekends and all that stuff. And so you have to get creative that way, you know, but I, you know, it's different than a techie company, right? I mean, two people from their basement can, can start a company or something like that. So it's vastly different, um, you know, industries for, for manufacturing stuff, but yeah. So that was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. And that's so funny. I wouldn't even think about that. 
Because obviously, I, I work with a lot of you know SaaS and companies like that. So once again, yeah. you can be you know it can be 500 square feet and you can make it happen, right? But for exactly. you, you're like, ah, now I've got equipment. I need to buy this. That's 10 grand. This is 20 grand. This is 50 grand. That's just to get off the ground. Like that's right. not even right. I mean, you don't now you haven't maybe even fulfilled orders. Or if you fulfill an order, you're like, great, we just got a $50,000 order, but I got to buy $150,000 in machinery to be able to make that happen. Like that's yep. not. Right. This is this is very different than hey, I have an internet and a computer and a microphone, right. or even not a microphone, and I can make it happen. So I think that's right. what people have to differentiate is like it's yeah. not cheap, right? Like this is not yeah. a just like let me try to you're bootstrapping, but it's like every month every dollar goes back into it because you have to. Like there is no salaries. I do like yeah. the scrappy effect of like realizing, hey, listen, like if we build this thing out, there's going to be money on the back end for you. Yep. Not a huge yep. salary right now because we're, you know, we're bootstrapping this thing. But if you can yep. help use your knowledge that you've learned on the back end, there'll be your three, 5%, whatever that is, you know, on the, on the business that gets built out. So I love that. And also yep. knowing, I think you as an individual was helpful for them as well, because now they say, okay, listen, I know Jordan's a hustler. I know he's going to go to and make this thing happen. And so there's some trust that happens there, but why not be able to give your knowledge on the front end, knowing on the back end, there could be some good residual money there. So it looks like it might've paid yeah. off pretty well for a few people that didn't take salaries in the beginning. So that's, that's <laughs> for awesome. Sure. For sure. Yeah. So what is like, what is like either I'm going to say one or two, but let's say one quality that all successful entrepreneurs need to have, like what not from what you've seen, like, and I know there's always like perseverance and like, you know, just grind and all the you know, grit and all the, the fun stuff. But is there anything, is there any another quality that you can think of that once again is like that one thing that you're like, hey, this is what everybody needs to have or should have? Um, probably emotional intelligence and not just emotional intelligence on the surface. Like people don't realize how much you're tested when you're an entrepreneur and you're on your own. And, you know, there, there was a, you know, there was a situation years ago when we were starting just a quick example where dynamic blending, we had, you know, $150,000 in monthly expenses overhead and we had $20,000 in the bank account. And, you know, our current investor didn't want to give us any more money. And we're just like, well, is this it? No, nope, it's not it. Like, you know, and somehow we figured out in a few days to get a whole bunch more sales and things like that. And so, you know, having that emotional intelligence, like not freak out and make those good decisions and, you know, take a step back and all that. I mean, you can't understate that enough when you're right in the thick of it. And we've grown from, you know, from in 2017, we had probably 10 employees to over a hundred now, you know, very, very quickly, all those people have to be trained. They all have to be aware of, you know, FDA, GMP guidelines. And, and so it's really, really challenging, but, but. Um, you know, I think that's one thing that uh, I'm constantly working on as well is, is that emotional intelligence. Yeah, that's the thing is, that, and I think people, you know, I think most people that listen to the podcast understand this because I, I preach it all the time, but it's like being an entrepreneur is awesome, right? I mean, there's definitely some perks and upsides. There's all kinds of stuff, but you have to be willing to take some punches and potentially every day, right? I mean, in, in, in a situation where you take punches and you're bleeding. You're like, well, let me go grab some Q-tips. I'm going to stuff this up my nose. And then tomorrow, guess what? I'm going to get punched in the face again, right? Exactly. And it has to be yep. somewhat fun, right? You have to be willing to understand what that takes. You know, and I, I remember, and I, I've referenced this in the past, but, you know, I took a class at the, the university that I graduated from. This was 
many moons ago. And there was only one entrepreneurship class. And I was kind of like you, I'd already had a business that was going and had been in business and, and owned a, a bar in, in, uh, in one of the neighboring cities. And so I'd had some you know, successes as being an entrepreneur and some failures too, more failures than successes. Let me, let me document that and be honest. But um, <laughs> and I remember talking with the students and the students were in there and I'm, I was a student myself. Um, and they were talking about like, oh, what do you, you know, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? They're like, oh, it's because I want to like, you know, open my restaurant and because I like to golf and then I have somebody else that will run it and like all this kind of stuff of like, kind of like you just open it and then it just naturally starts running itself and then money just starts pouring in and you hire somebody to count it and then you go to Hawaii for the rest of your life yeah. and drink Mai Tais and, you know, and, and hang out with models, I guess is, that's yeah. the goal, but it's just not that way. Right. And I think over the years, a lot of things have changed. I think it becomes somewhat easy to run businesses and then also somewhat harder because you have new variables that come in of, you know, whether it be social platforms or whatever, it just becomes difficult. Or you have COVID that just slaps you upside the right. head. You didn't expect that to happen. Right. Like now, how do we handle that? Like that's right. un unprecedented. That's never happened. But I do right. think it's important. I think it's an important decision to make being an entrepreneur, I think is, is can be absolutely awesome. Just understand what you're getting into um, you know, we've, I've had this conversation actually with my mom, who's probably going to listen to this podcast. So mom, I'm, if you hear this, I, I love you. And I'm sorry that I'm using you as an example, but we, we talked about, you know, like, oh, there's certain, I won't say the names, but there's certain, you know, CEOs that make, oh, they make, you know, $50 million a year. And I'm like, yeah. and she goes, I just think that's unfair. And I'm like, well, I don't like, but did you know about the 10 years that it didn't make anything and they've worked 80 hours a week or 90 hours a week? And like, I'm not, you know, in, in, they're still, they're making it so they employ thousands of people and they, yeah, but they're not paying taxes. And I'm like, well, but we don't fully know that. I mean, that's what the media says. But for me, it's like, listen, like, you don't know what that person went through, right? Like, I get it. Like, they probably worked thousands and thousands, I don't know, maybe 50, 60, 70,000 hours without getting paid a dollar. And they're worth, right. like, they're owed that now. You know, I looked at like, and they're running that company and they're making it so these thousands of people continue to have their jobs. Like, I, mm -hmm. there's huge value in that. And so, you know, my mom's never been an entrepreneur. Um, once again, mom, I love you. Sorry, sorry that I'm using an example, but she's never been in a, an entrepreneur. So she says those things and I'm like, okay, but that's very, like you just, you've never been on the other side. You see it as an employee and go, oh my gosh, right. they're making all kinds of money. What about me? If it wasn't for me, this wouldn't be possible. And this is true, right. but right. Like you weren't, you haven't been there from the beginning. If you've been there from the beginning, guess what? You'd be making $2 million a year as their right, right. hand person or whatever that number is. And so um, I just think it's important. It's like being an entrepreneur is, is just not an easy path. And to be a successful right. entrepreneur is a, is a whole nother level to that, right? Like we can all try to be an entrepreneur and that's awesome. But being successful at it, whatever that your success is, is whatever your, your metrics is, whether that's money or, you know, making people happy or whatever that is, um, is not easy. It's not a, not a, a small task by any means. Definitely. So, any any advice, obviously, because once again, you're you're the entrepreneur that needs medication like me, that's constantly starting something new and starting that. And like, I, I mean, I, right. you and I are like two peas in a pot. Like, I'm pretty sure that you and I could probably talk for like 10 hours and, and you and I have like six sure. businesses that we started, but we'd have to get your partner, Doug, right? We have to get Doug involved, obviously, for the contracts and everything. But Gavin. what, um, oh, Gavin, Jesus, Gavin, yeah, yeah. I say Doug, anyways. Good. We'll, we'll change his name to, to, to Gavin now. That's perfect. So what advice do you have for, um, for anyone who wants to become an entrepreneur? Like, what is some of the things that you said, okay, this is what I've learned over, you know, my last seven years of being an entrepreneur. What, what, what's some advice we can get there? Yeah, I think, I think a big thing is um, really understanding 
and becoming good at networking, right? Because if you think about it as an entrepreneur, you're going to be starting businesses. Those businesses could operate and grow faster, easier with the right people, right? The right connections, the right network. So, um, you know, I'm almost finished with uh, Keith Ferrazzi's book, Never Eat Alone. For, for those who haven't read that, it, I highly recommend it. Um, a lot of good information about how to network and the power of networking and just things like tips and tricks to do that you never would have thought of, but it's really proven to help. And, and, you know, when I started dynamic blending, like I said, I went from manufacturing, just, you know, working with employees and, and, you know, my colleagues and things like that to I'm on my own and it's me and Gavin. And I really don't know many others, you know, like I don't know a whole bunch of, um, you know, I don't have a big network at the time, you know, I was in my twenties or whatever. Um, you know, or 30. So um, I think uh, growing that network and, and really understanding like how to how to use it and also give back and things like that will really, really help, you know, entrepreneurs and, and become more and more successful and get more opportunities, right? The doors open, the more people you meet, the more they trust you, you know, and all that. So I think that's an, a really, really important part because I'll tell you that was a boat that I missed early on in my career was mm -hmm. I was pretty good at networking, like with you know people person and talking and this, that and the other, but I really didn't leverage my network the way that I should have. I was very stubborn and like, oh, I'll help people all day long. Like if you called me up and said, hey, Shane, I need five grand or something, or hey, I want to talk to you about an idea. Great. I would you know ignore dinner with my wife and my lovely kid. And I would go and yeah. we'd have that conversation like, hey, I'm, I'm here to help you. But then I never yeah. really leveraged my network the way that I should. And that was my biggest thing for my son was like, like we put him in a, it's a, like a very, I'm not going to, well, it is an expensive, is an expensive college or high school here in Sacramento. That was, uh -huh. it's a jet, it was a Jesuit high school. And the reason I say yep. it was a Jesuit high school is for my wife. She was like very you know Catholic and Hey, this is what we want. And for me, it wasn't necessarily that I wanted him to be Catholic. It was the fact that I wanted him to have that networking, like all the, all the people in town that were making big money that had all the businesses and the construction companies and all that their kids went to this, this high school. And yeah. I, and honestly, my son's high school is more expensive than his college. I mean, do the math on that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. right. And so, right. But for me, it was the networking. Like I was like, I really missed out on that. Like I, yeah. and I don't really keep in contact with tons of people from my high school, like some friends here and there, but there was no like, mm -hmm. you know, business owner that I was like, Oh my gosh, your dad is crushing it. Like they were all, you know, you know, awesome people, but doing, I'm not going to say what industry because I don't want to offend anybody, but just yeah. not, you know, not yeah. weren't making millions of dollars. And so yeah. I looked at that and said, okay, all these people in Sacramento that are making great money that have these businesses that have been through 10, 15, 20 years of experience and have yeah. these businesses, like, where do I want to send my son? And it was a networking. And yeah. so that was for me was like, I told them I'm not investing in like whatever you want religion wise you can believe whatever you want to believe. I don't have a problem with that. You and your mom can talk that one out. But for me, I'm like networking. Like you need to get to know your people, right? It's important. Yeah. You're going to, and and you yeah. have to add some value to whatever, what they bring to the table. And so yeah. um, I love that, man. I think it is I tap in that network, right? And and be more valuable than somebody can be to you. Like really, really put your your heart out and really help people. And that thing yeah. will come back tenfold. I think that's, I think that's an awesome, awesome recommendation. I wish I would have done it early on. I was too, yep. I've got this, don't worry, I'm an entrepreneur, like nobody, you know, yep. I'll figure it out, like type situation. And it's like, or, 
and now, like I've talked about earlier, now I just hire people that are smarter than me, which is not that difficult these days. <laughs> There's a lot of smart people out there and I'm really not that smart. So I just got to go find the people that are smarter. Um, and I love that. I love that tapping into that yeah. network, I think is, is, is invaluable. Um, and we're going to, I've got some questions for you too. I'm going to, I want you to talk about that book again here in a minute. Cause I think that's, I always, I always ask everybody what their favorite book is, but we'll talk about that in a, in a hot second. So I've got some, we call this the, what, the fun section, right? So the, my questions for you are going to be, if you can travel one place in the world for free, with no cost, doesn't, I mean, it, I guess I'll pay for it because I, I guess I'm feeling very generous today. Um, and um, where would that be? Now it's also COVID free. So you don't have to wear a mask. You can, you know, whatever. Um, where would be a place that you would travel to? Oh man, that's a tough question. Probably like Ireland, Scotland, you know, I've always wanted to go back there and see like Edinburgh and, you know, see all like the Ireland seacoast and things like that. I think it would be really, really cool to go, to go over there. And, and you, have that. you been you know, out there before? My, yeah. Well, my last name Erskine, there's actually a, a town in Scotland named Erskine that is kind of like my ancestors and stuff like that. So ah. it'd, be, it'd be cool. Like some of my dad's brothers have been over there already and, you know, gone over there. So it's pretty cool. Nice. And so, and have you been out to like Ireland and Scotland or no? I've never Before? been there. No, I've been to Switzerland and Germany, but I've never been over that side. So it's so funny. Like I've been to Switzerland and Germany, but I haven't been, I'm Irish and I haven't been to Ireland or Scotland. So like, and my wife yeah. has, and she's like, oh my God, we got to go out there. Like every time she's like, we got to yeah. go do that. So it's, it's on that, that top 10 list. And once again, I ask cool. these questions a little bit for my audience, but mainly for yeah. me, my top 10 list keeps changing. And now I'm ready to crush it. Now that we've been court and like you know, vaccinated and all the other fun stuff. Yeah, um, for sure. So if you could have any superpower, what would your superpower be? Oh, man, probably unbreakable. Right? There we go. <laughs> I like that. Right? Yeah, then I can do whatever I want stunts, you know, Just jump off not? whatever. Yeah. yeah, make it happen. So, you definitely need that snowboarding in, in Utah because you guys <laughs> have those, right? Like you're definitely like, why would I wear a helmet? I'm unbreakable. Yeah, I, it's probably been like three years since I've been snowboarding. I've been so busy. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I can only time. imagine. <laughs> yeah, no, no no time for yourself. Well, you will one day because right. once you keep selling some businesses, sure. I think you'll be fine. So what are, and you talked about a book a little earlier, so I do want to touch on that. What Don't Eat Alone, I think is what it was. So what are some of your favorite books or podcasts that you've listened to that you were, you know, that you're currently listening to or that have helped shape your career, personality? Give yeah. us, give us some good stuff. Yeah. I mean, obviously the classic, you know, one of the first like business books I read that really resonated was Good to Great, you know, by mm. Jim Collins. A lot of really good nuggets in there that if you pay attention that is really relevant you know finding your a team putting the right people on the bus i mean we're constantly yeah. doing that in, in my company moving people around you know this person's going to be really good in this role in marketing but they're not really good over here or something like that right and then they just shine and you have to be able to do that so so that book it really has a lot of good key nuggets at why those companies that were listed in that book obviously you know exploded that that he detailed um yeah, the current book I'm reading, Never Eat Alone, I'm almost done with it. That has a lot of really good tips and tricks in it about networking. I mean, things that I never, you know, and you looked at my LinkedIn profile. I mean, you know, I've got a decent list going and I've got a lot of content and things like that. And I think it's come a long way from where it used to be. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, you know, using, using your network, um, you know, and, and growing your network that way. And, and also, you know, another thing was like using recruiters, you know, recruiters have a big network. So, 
you know, making friends with them, you know, taking the local ones out to lunch, you know, then they know all the hiring managers. And so if you're ever looking for a job and it's, it's things like that in that book that you're like, oh, that makes sense, you know, and, and it's tricky because you got to step outside your comfort zone, you know, and I'm still working on that. You know, it's some people, it comes naturally and they can get up in front of thousands of people in public speak and win everybody over. Right. But others, you have to work at it. Right. That's why there's Toastmasters and, and things like that. So, um, you know, that's one thing that, you know, me and me, me, you know, I need to work on as well. But I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, speaking is a tape. And the first time I jumped on stage, I was like about three seconds before I came on stage, I was like, why are you doing this? What, what was the what was the goal of this again? Like this sounds like a great idea when I'm sitting in my chair and I'm negotiating right. through email, and then all of a sudden I'm going up on stage and I'm like, "This is the this is not good. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first person to <laughs> yeah. pass out or pee on himself right. on stage or something." I'm right. happy to say I didn't pee on myself and I didn't pass out, and I feel like I did a pretty good job. They they invited me back, but yeah, man, it's it's not speaking is not a not an easy thing to do. Um, but I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna check out that book, man. I think that yeah, sounds like, yeah. God, I wish I would have had that book 20 years ago when I was yeah. stubborn headed, right? Bullheaded and thought, oh, I can take this all on. It's like, or maybe you can look, tap into your network and figure out what you need to do there. But don't, don't eat alone. Huh? So we'll, we'll include yeah. that book in the, in the notes um, section of the, of the podcast here. So if you guys are listening to this, you guys can go to the website and take a look at there. Well, yep. Jordan, man, this was awesome, bud. I, I congratulations yeah. on your success, man. I know, I had a business that I, you know, did, I don't know how many years ago, we went from in two years, we got to 130 employees. And so um, I know, I know <laughs> the work crazy. grind. I, I, yeah, I mean, sure. I know what you're going through. And it was um, congratulations on your success, man. I'd, I'd love Thank to hear you. more any of the crypto stuff you got going on. I mean, and you guys yeah. are building some some good things out there. And I, I love that you guys had looked at an opportunity and said, hey, we're people are missing this, you know, small business, medium size, this mid-market type situation yeah. because the minimums yeah. are so high, but there's all kinds of people that want to do it. And what you're really right. doing is you're investing in the little guy, right? You're kind of putting exactly. them in and saying, hey, what can we do to, to help this little guy? Because you can't, you're not going to be able to fight the big ones. And not to say you don't yeah. take on big clients, because obviously those are great too. So if you're a big client listening to me right now and you want to switch over, <laughs> um, switch on over to the to these guys over here. But um this has been this has been awesome, Jordan. So, if anybody wants to get in contact with you, um, how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, look me up on LinkedIn, Jordan Erskine. Um, be happy to connect. I'm always posting stuff and and doing a lot of different things, so it'd be it'd be good to connect. Thanks, Jordan, for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you on the Marketing Growth Podcast. If you're listening to the podcast and you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe. We are one of the top 33 business podcasts. We bring in marketers, entrepreneurs every week to discuss what they do. So be sure to subscribe and stay tuned to the Marketing Growth Podcast.